All right, everyone. Welcome to episode 12 of the Savant Podcast. And we have a special guest today. So we have Anur Lunda, who we've spoken of before on this podcast. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. Uh, tell everyone uh, who you are and uh, where you're from. Um, so I'm Anur Lunda. That's, that's, what, that's my, whole, my whole stage name kind of thing. And I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Dope, man. And I, I saw on your Spotify, so I believe Anna is Swedish for different. It is. So uh, go through like how you came up with that and how you decided on a Swedish, on a Swedish name. I can guarantee you this will probably be like the easiest answer I have for everything. <laughs> it's basically like, I was always like, it was hard for me to come up with a name at first. So I was like looking like, what if it's a different language? And I was like, it can't be Spanish because that's like always everybody's go-to thing. I don't want it to be Japanese because that's another go-to. I was like, nobody cares about Swedish that much. So I just, I chose that. And I was like, what word though? Like different, you know, trying to, trying to do something outside the box. So let's go with that one. Yeah, that's pretty dope. And I'm actually Scandinavian. So that's actually pretty funny. But yeah, love, love the name. And I mean, it doesn't even look like a Swedish word. And I've like seen Swedish words. Yeah, because that's like, the, that's like one of the only ones I've seen that doesn't have like the. Yeah, the, like weird, the weird accents symbols and, and all that. Stuff. Yeah. So on episode 10, we actually talked about basics of refusals. So the, the group that yourself, uh, Issue, and Random Newspaper are in. Uh, but tell us your perspective of how that, how you guys all came together and how you just started to collaborate. Uh, for basics of refusal, it was, it was actually kind of weird for me because they had already set the whole thing up. And I was just, I was just like joining in on it. Like at first I thought it was just going to be like, like a feature for all the music. It was like, nah, you're actually like joining. So I was like, oh, oh, well, then let me start getting to work on helping. The first song we made was Enchanted, basically, basically like four basics of refusal. And the story, that, that story is funny, uh, Taj, if you want to like talk on that too, because we was like. Yeah, pretty much Um, with Enchanted had the, the, actually, you were supposed to be working on an entirely different beat for my album Blue Perfect coming out twenty twenty one. But you know, you were you know, you, you weren't used to boom bap beats. Um you were used to more of them. Yeah, I was uh, trying to like beats. do yeah. multiple things. And and basically, you know, you were working on that as well as, you know, you're working on an E P now and then you were actually working on the deluxe for your album Dwell. So it was like too much for you to handle. Mm-hmm. So you said so you asked me to give you a beat, something that you could just go off of easy. I had the enchanted beat in my in my files for like at least a year sent it to you he had his verse done in like 30 minutes well as i previously stated sent it back to me i wrote and recorded mine in 25 <laughs> um we put that with one of random newspapers beat and that's how a film by basics of refusal was like basically created as far as that single i don't know how i made that one so fast either like it just hit me like when i heard the beat the the like rhythm of it i don't know something happened there and on and that went off in my brain i just started going off on it Pretty much that was how that came together. Um, just like just kudos to you, um, bro, for like you know even coming through with that verse in such a short amount of time, because you know usually when me and Anna Lunda collab on songs, nobody knows this, but it takes longer for us to collab on songs, being that we're so long distance yeah. now. Because before the pandemic, we were you know we were both in majority of the same classes in our high school, and we never really collabed on music while being in person during school. It's kind of like. I told him that me and him would start collabing on music, and I asked him, he said for sure, because he had recently dropped his uh his debut EP, which is on SoundCloud 313, so I pretty much asked him for a feature, and he said, yeah, we go to the same high school, but we haven't really talked about music or anything like we do now when we were in person. It kind of 
it just happened when he sent me the beat for Pixels, which is actually on his artist page on Apple Music and Spotify that you can stream. And we pretty much ever since then started collabing on music. He's going to be on my uh, Blue Perfect album. Uh, we have a joint project coming in with Random Newspaper all on production. So, um, yeah, it's just amazing that, you know, we're doing this thing together. And we also had that, you know, that chemistry because we were born on the same, you know, the same day, March 13th, which is interesting. And which was one of the first things that actually stood out about uh darren aka anna london with me so it's, you know i'm just happy to have him uh, a part of my life and on this musical journey and i can't wait to see how 2021 treats both of us that 313 that, that march 13th thing was like a big part where we that they got us to start talking more too like wait same birthday just, just hopped off on it yeah it's crazy you guys got the same birthday uh and you didn't even know about it and then you guys started recording and shit and that's dope so obviously most people listening right now so they're not you know, obviously they haven't heard of you, uh, Darren, but how would you describe your music to someone, you know, has never listened, uh, you know, let's talk, you know, subject matter, influences, artists that have influenced you, and, you know, beat-wise as well? Oh, man, like, ooh, I don't even think they're, like, because I don't have a single sound where I'm trying not to, at least, so even if it's always going to have that, like, trap genre thing going, I try to, like, always keep it different, so if you look at Dwell, and like because most of the beats on that was like playboy cardi sounding beats or what's it like low tech sounding beats with the mallets and the synths and all that but then like there was always i tried to have some kind of different vibe for each of them so it's, it's like a roller coaster that's that's what i'm gonna say it's like a roller coaster to me at least yeah that's definitely a good way to put it but uh so now let, yeah let's get into the breakdown and review of your debut album dwell which is available on apple music spotify and soundcloud as well i'll put a link in the description so you can all go stream that uh but let's start off with the title first so dwell what made you make that the name for it it was mostly like uh so it was like dwell so like you're like anything that i'm thinking or like feeling when I heard like a beat or like what I wanted to make so basically what I was thinking while I was making a song I said and then it was it was even more helpful to speak on like what I felt like I wanted to speak about because I would make it like really late at night so I probably would be sleep deprived out of my mind so I would always have something that's like there that I didn't even think I would actually say on a song but it's still there so I was found just to be like a like big compilation of anything that I felt I was like trying to not trying to say out loud, but it's on a song instead. Okay, that's that's super cool. And then so features. So obviously we have we have issue on here, but we also have Ace uh, and Random Newspaper. Mm-hmm. So obviously we've had Random Newspaper, and everyone knows Issue. Uh, who is Ace? Oh, uh, that, that's a funny one there, because that whole song has, like, a small story behind it, too. So, basically, the... So, Ace is my brother, basically. He's my younger brother. And the whole, like, backstory with that song is... I kept, like... He kept, like, messing with my microphone one day. And then I was like, hey, like, do you want to make a song? He was like, yeah. And then the... Re- so, and then on top of that, the... The beat, like, choosing for it was kind of hard. Because he likes all these different artists just like me. So, I had to, like look at what he likes the most so that it could be easier for him to just come up with something real quick so and he chose joji so i was like you know what that might be doable for me so we we found the beat and then 
he basically wrote his entire thing in like 20 minutes or something like that. And I helped him just a little bit, you know, because he wanted to he wanted to keep it more on the like end minded, I guess you could say, instead of out minded, outer minded. So I had to help him a little bit to like break out his shell. And then my part was I think that was a freestyle and I started like talking about what time it was. So <laughs> it got a little funny to me. And then after that, I believe my grandmother heard the song first. And that's why I decided to put it on the um deluxe as well. Because she loved that song and she still does. And like anytime she like like family will come over, she'd like go, Hey, can you play the song real quick? And I started getting annoyed, I'm not gonna lie, but and then I just got used to it and I just play it whenever. Damn, that's super dope. And how old is your brother? He's eleven now. Be twelve this in March crazy. as well. That's crazy. Yeah. Awesome. And that track was Take Up My Time, right? Mm-hmm. So that's on the later half of the album. So let's start on the beginning. So album starts off with anxiety. Really solid intro, I have to say. Right off the bat, Thank I love you. the guitar um, throughout the track. And then especially when the, the beat and the drums come in over top. I love that. But, you know, starting the whole album off, you know, with anxiety. You know, you talked about how you called it dwell because you're dwelling on, you know, whatever you're dwelling upon upon the time. But why did you, you know, name the first track Anxiety? And what was, like, kind of your inspiration, you know, behind the lyrics? And, you know, just give us some insight into your thought process for that first song. Oh, man. That was, that was, that might be, like, one of my top five songs on Dwell, honestly. Only because that one is actually more of a a personal feeling song to me. Because I basically named it Anxiety because... Throughout the, especially this year, oh God, like throughout these like few years, like I've had like very bad anxiety for a lot of things. So I would always, like, I always like, I, I always end up talking about it somehow. But yeah, like I have really, really bad anxiety. Like my nerves just shoot even for the smallest things. So I had to like name the first song something that like always comes up to me. So yeah, it just shows anxiety. It's like the one of the biggest parts for me that most people know of. They like really talk to me enough, so I have to give it that one. Then on the um the second track, a little something, something we have half of our basics of refusal crew together with our uh, random newspaper mm-hmm. on production. Before you know, I ask you any questions. I just want to say first off, man, I I I didn't hear any of you guys unreleased music for the album other than the song that i was a part of that we'll talk about later but i just want to say uh how long did it take for uh terrence aka random newspaper to get that beat done because i I mentioned earlier on the podcast that he literally started producing and didn't know like a thing on production earlier this year and like to see (laughs) his growth from that to a little something something on your album just give us just give me and uh me and stikes the the background on how that track came together Oh man, so a little sum sum was it was kind of a weirder one because it was the the whole angry bass boosted sounding thing, like really really ignorant song. So that was that was another one of me trying to like switch up the sound and switch up the mood. And basically getting the beat together that was probably the easiest part of it because I literally I was like, yo bro, you know we that we got to get you on the album like somewhere. And this was like a few months before the the album even dropped too. So he sent me he was like, hold up, I think I got something for you. And he sent me, I think, like three beats, and I was like, you know what, this this one might be the one. It was, I think it was three, but that was like the one that hit the hardest to me. So I was like, you know what, let's do this one because it it has that different sound. And then 
I believe I wrote the like intro part of it up to like half of the song, and then I just started like saying whatever came to mind because I do I do that pretty often too. So I just I just want to like flow with the beat instead of like trying to change anything. Yeah, I, I love the um, like the switch up on the tone just from anxiety, you know, being more you know of a strip back kind of type song, and then you also the beat is like super fire. But I love the South kind of Florida influence on here, and obviously <laughs> the Cardi you know influence you talked earlier for the beats, and also the the kind of cackle or yell that you do at the beginning, very uh, it was very Twenty One <laughs> Savage esque. I have to say. Thank you. <laughs> Um, that, that was probably that was actually a funny one too because when I was recording the song I had a friend with me so he was just next to me and I started like saying just random things on the mic and that's how the the random newspaper on the beat thing came to because he didn't have a tag so I was like I gotta I gotta tell people that he made it somehow so like <laughs> saying it's a feature so like you know what this is why we're like the best way I just said it the tag was definitely dope yeah uh, I know random newspaper I have to do a, a tag for his feature on my project as well so you know you know how that goes <laughs> all right and then so then it track three so bad intentions yeah definitely like three bangers to start off the album like the hook on this so far i love like the melody you know on the hook but then how on the verses you switch up your tone and it goes a bit deeper but yeah. the the beat is crazy you yeah, know the keys awesome. and the, the video game-esque kind of sounds um who, who did the beat for this song uh, the beat was made by a producer named Level. I love, I love him. Yeah, that he also, was. Also, he worked with another one that I, another producer that I have spoken to before, named Young Nico. I think he changed it to just Nico's now, but he also worked with him before. And I think his song is also, I think that's the Bean Beat. So, yeah. And then, so for this hook, you know, comparing to, you know, I, I would say like this and anxiety, you know, subject matter definitely, you know, the most comparable. But basically. Like, what was your thought process, you know, calling this bad intentions? Oh, man, <laughs> that was just, the song was meant to be, like, a little little sexual, a little bit more sexual, sexual tension, I guess you could say, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, it, was, it was about a girl that I spoke to for a bit, and then well, we're not together now, but, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was about her, basically. That's funny. But then, so obviously we talked about Bean. Love, love the skit at the beginning, the Patrick the Star <laughs> kind of skit. And then when you got the beat, was that already was that already in the beat? The skit? No, I had to add, add that. that. You added I just that. like I thought about it, and I was like, Yo, wait, I love this episode. And me and my friend, the same friend that was there when I made um a little some some, we 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 started like making it into a joke. Like we kept saying that the whole panty raid line. So I was like, you know what, bro, this just might fit on this beat let me put it there and see what happens so we did it and we just died when it actually fit everything so um and i love i love it yeah and actually like i actually wrote down my notes that like the beat you know it's very it was very similar when i when i first heard it, very similar to bad intentions but it still stays on its own but that's funny it's the same producer but i love the one the one lyric i don't know what you're up to but i know that i know that i fuck with you and that your your flow on that, the melody, I love that part. At the end, I believe I believe you say like this freestyle. The whole song actually. The whole song is freestyle. Okay, that's dope. Yeah. Like and out of the whole album, how many would you say was like just a full freestyle, or would you say that you know it depends on the hook or the verse that you know, and depending on the the beat as well or your how you're feeling at that time. It usually depends on like 
Okay, so if I start freestyling on a song, like not, it's not always just nothing but a freestyle. I usually start freestyling if either I'm starting to not like the verse or the hook or whatever I made for the song. So I'll like think of something else. And instead of just writing it, like while I'm there, I'll start just saying it as I'm going because I start to forget like really easily. So in hopes that I don't, I just say it as quick as possible. Make sure it sounds good, of course, but I try to get it on there before I forget. Then with your next track, uh, you follow up with uh, the song titled John Wick, which was actually the uh, promo for the album as a whole. And you gave us a little bit of a snippet of that dope track, by the way. I like the the guitar intro. It's dope. I want to know what was the, you know, story behind naming it John Wick? And, you know, what is what, what would you say the overall theme of this specific track on the album is? Because it's one of your most notable tracks on the album. It has a star by it on Apple Music. And it's actually one of your highest streaming songs on um, Spotify off the album. So just get kind of give me a background about that whole um, debacle. Um, so John Wick was, it was meant to be just a fun, a bit more of a fun and I guess ignorant tone song. And naming it John Wick was probably like the, the easiest part, honestly, because that was another one where I was just like, just like free flowing on the beat, like trying to find what sounded best. And I believe the, like the creator of the beat had it as a wick. So I had to come up with like something that can make it make sense because I really like the the John Wick movies and all of them. So I was like, what can make sense with this? And I was like, you know what? John Wick had a dog. Dog got stolen. And I was like, let's trade the dog with a girl. And I can steal your girl in seven days, John Wick. So, yeah, because you have to get the dog back in seven days as well. Or else I believe they killed it or something like that. So I was like, this might actually work. Yeah, I love the uh, the beat. Like, so like so far, the, you know, the acoustic choices, you know, verse, you know, the trap beats that you've chosen and then the balance that they have. I've loved that so far. And then, you know, obviously John Wick, I love the the title, obviously classic in the pop culture right now. And another great hook, you know, right off the bat. But uh, moving into Cosmos, I definitely I think I put this like beat like. Or even like songs, I'd probably put this top three or like top five, top three, top five. But I love, I love the beat on this and just all the like the pop culture lines, like the Jimmy Neutron line, and <laughs> the Shark Boy and Lava Girl one. I laughed actually out loud of that one. That was pretty funny because literally, that's that's so funny you say that. I've never even thought of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. You know, Jimmy Neutron comes out ever so often. Obviously, like in the NBA playoffs, Duncan Robinson, people were calling him Jimmy Neutron. But like Shark Boy and Lava Girl, that doesn't get talked about. I haven't heard that ever on a song. That was pretty funny. Um, and then who did who did the beat for the uh, Cosmos? Uh, that one was also the Nikos. That was Nikos. Okay, yeah, no, another fire beat. Like the keys are crazy on this beat too. But yeah, like tell me about how you you made this song. And it's funny, me and Eshia, we just did Man on the Moon, you know, three review. And it's very, like, a very intergalactic kind of type song, you know, with the beat. But just also how you're flowing on it. It's almost like you're kind of in space almost. Well, uh, so that this part also goes back into, like, the, like, going into my mind kind of thing. Because I've always, like, loved space. I'm, like, fascinated with, like, all the planets and all that, all the things with that. And Cosmos, it was, Cosmos was a funny one as well because when i made that it was probably like three four in the morning and i was just sitting at my computer i was like i was like overthinking the lyrics which is actually a lyric in the song because i was overthinking it so 
I just like paused for a second and I started writing instead of like trying to trying to think of melodies and all that. And then I kept like playing the beat over and over again. And that's how all the like all the metaphors and everything like all the just everything started coming together. So I was like, you know what, this might be the best one to put as the as like the starting single for the whole thing, because I, I felt like that one was just a little special. So I put that one first. Uh, then we follow up on the album with the song Shine Bright. Um, that's my favorite song on the album as a whole, you know, with you mm-hmm. doing it. The intro to it was beautiful. One of those more personal songs. And, and it was kind of, it, it was sad in a way, but it was optimistic about the future. Because <laughs> I know you just, uh, on Shine Bright, you kind of discuss you going through struggles, you know, because we all do. But, you know, you kind of dive into your personal struggles and that, you know, you, you know, you, you've you experienced things in life that, you know, have made you uh, suffer from, you know, mental illness, depression, anxiety, et cetera. And, you know, the fact that you're, you know, very optimistic on the song and just, you know, continuing on the hook, which is very catchy about, you know, how you're going to shine bright. I wanted to ask um, uh, about a specific line, the line about, you know, how your exes and, you know, <laughs> how they, you know, how how they, you know, um, hurt, you know, about you. I don't, I don't know the specific line. I forgot it, but can you kind of give me a, um, a, give me the backstory about that specific line on the song because this song is is very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I believe the line is "All my exes running back because they realized I'm not hurt." Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, that was more like uh, because you know, Shine Bright is mostly about like how I think my life would be like when everything blows up for me or anything like so it was more like you know because i'm starting to get money they see that i'm starting to like glow up if you want to say that they're wanting to come back see if they could get a piece of what i'm getting like for themselves you know i'm like nah uh-huh. this is probably just how life goes for most people too so let's see which one uh, of them would do it who was the producer for um that specific track shine bright i believe shine bright was made by pario beats so it's interesting yeah, because I know every producer. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I noticed on um, the majority of this project, some of the beats, you know, has that specific sound. It's not like your traditional hip hop sound or traditional trap beat. It's kind of in a genre of its own. Yeah. So I'm trying to like keep them in like certain categories, which I, I sadly I couldn't have like the the things that I wanted on the streaming platform, so I just didn't put it in anything. Of course, yeah. yeah I was trying to like keep them on different sounds in some way but keep certain parts in like sub genres or subcategories inside the album so there was the one that was meant to bring in cosmos and shine bright and all of them was called space race and it was basically the john f kennedy speech of when they finally put somebody on the moon uh-huh. and that's how like shine bright and cosmos all comes together into each other and so, down bad and all so those songs would be like that be considered you know a part of the same act like those specific tracks being that they had that same you know space theme yeah, basically. After Sean Bright, my favorite song on the album, you know, we have Dark Skies and Night Lights. So, you know, I'll just give, like, you know, I definitely have fun working on this project because you sent me a few beats to, um, to work on for your album. It was three of them, I believe. This one resonated with my energies. I was actually on a bus back to New York. So I was traveling. I was listening to the beat and, you know, working on just listening to it at first because I, I didn't write my verse on a bus. I finally got in New York. Uh, I was at my grandmother's house. Went in the back room, closed the door, heard the beat. Uh, I wanted to use um, a voice sample because that's been something I've been really having fun with in my music. And you can um, listen, you can hear, you know, voice samples and ostentatious and stuff and I can't get enough interlude. So I wanted to use uh, a voice sample regarding the idea of love and loss because I, you know, 
you know, as you previously stated, you know, you've experienced a breakup and me as well at the time, kind of around the same time, me and you both experienced breakups, which makes this song uh, much more special. Um, I used a, a Lauren Hill voice sample on a speech about love and she's basically, I basically wanted it to stand out and I wanted for people to under, you know, kind of get the idea that it's from the female uh, perspective on, you know, why sometimes they, you know, why sometimes breakups happen. And so I kind of wanted to give a female perspective. Then my, my verse starts off, um, you know, I do a little bit of singing in the intro. You help me as well with that. So we kind of go off of each other, you know, with the, with the intro to the song. Then my verse goes, I'm not here to really say I'm perfect, but I know one thing. I know I'm worth it. I'm showing you love when I'm writing them verses, but you play me, girl. It's like you do it on purpose. Remember the remember the days we bumped Brock Hampton, then I broke your heart. The shit was real slanted. Love and never the same, and now I'm starting to panic. Got a bad bitch who looking real Hispanic. Yeah, so basically that verse was about the experience I had with... Um, yeah, that, that's that was basically um the first was basically about an experience I had, you know, I recently had before the pandemic happened where, I, you know, I was in a relationship and we broke up. But then I started to think about when we first met and how we used to have fun. But now I'm, you know, I'm talking to somebody new who knows if it'll work out. But if it doesn't, then, you know, that happens in Dark Skies and Nightlights, the whole that title. I came up with that title off of listen to the song Satellites and Rearview Mirrors by Kari, which actually made it on the Ecstasy playlist. So I kind of I kind of wanted to find something similar to that. And it just popped in my head, Dark Skies and Nightlights. But thanks for giving me the feature. And I wanted to ask you, what was it like? What was it like from your perspective with the song Dark Skies and Nightlight? Yeah, so like for me, the really hardest part was trying to like get the chorus that you made and somehow converge it into my experience you know so that's how that's why i went like it was dark i got dark skies don't sleep late nights i'm fighting all night for you i got dark skies don't sleep late nights i guess i'm playing the fool yeah like in my in my last relationship my last relationship it was like small problems you know with with her and my family so you know that's like what i went for but eh, I, I guess like it wasn't always noticed like how i would try to help you know so I'd always, I tried to like speak on that just a little bit for the like switch up on the chorus that you made. And then I believe the verse was about the verse was about someone else. And then it switched back into the chorus that you had made. So I went to like keep the thing that you did like inside of it. I kind of noticed that, you know, like the way you started your hook kind of played off of my last bar when I said you would do the same thing if it happened to you. When in love, you feel like a genius. But when she breaks your heart, you're the fool. So I peeped that you kind of incorporated that line because that line definitely stuck out to you. I remember you telling me that and you kind of incorporated that into your hook. And basically, you know, you know, I really enjoyed that you really played off the energy because that just shows the, the <laughs> big 13 chemistry that me and you have. And the song just really, you know, it's just it sounds like a, a, a three thirteen song between me and you. When me and you collab, like we have a, a, a specific type of beat that we work on and it sounds like an issue of high and a London collaboration track. So like once again, thank you for letting me um be on an album with that song, which is a dope song. And yeah, appreciate it. I'll probably go to you on that one. <laughs> yeah, definitely Dark Skies and Nightlight is definitely like in my top five. Both you have fire features on there. But uh, so that basically, I would say, I guess that's track eight or nine. So that's the half of the album. But so moving on to the second half, you know, obviously, you know, we have Down Bad and then the favorite instrumental. So, you know, starting with Down Bad, how would you 
you know, to describe, you know, the last remaining, you know, nine songs of the album compared to the first half? I feel like the the last ones were definitely like a bit lower, I guess, or like a bit. I'm yeah, not little, not as well, but still something like showing what I'm thinking. But down down bad has like a small story. It was more so down bad wasn't really about me myself completely. It was more so about like friends and like some of my friends like who was going through things and then it was always the joke of like he's down bad or they're down bad so i like kind of played on that and made a song out of it and then so the after down bad so favorite so that's the only instrumental <laughs> instrumental <laughs> issue says down terrible uh it's the only instrumental on the track but i would say like out of all the beats like maybe i guess i'd compare it to like a little some some like maybe a little bit but it definitely it's very distinctive uh, throughout the album and then sort of like tell me about the placement of it and you know why you didn't you decided not to rap over and just have the instrumental so favorite was that's like a beat that i've had for probably almost two years now that um and i'm trying to like because i used to only make beats until like this year i believe i started yeah this year i started like really making music or a little bit before last year closed but I would only make like beats specifically. And that one was like one beat that I've always like had like a part of like my heart for. Because that I made that in school, I believe. <laughs> so I was just sitting there. I was like, I want to kind of like I it popped up in my files. I was like, I kind of want to incorporate this somehow because I feel like it would fit in like as much like just a little bit. I was like, I want to put this on streaming platform. So I I had to re-download the song off of what I had it on. And then I had to like change it up a bit. And the only thing I forgot to do was put my tag on it, which I actually got annoyed by a lot. But besides that, like, it's just one of my favorite beats that I made. So it's titled favorite as well. And it just, I just put it on. Yeah, I really fuck with that. You should definitely, you know, now that you said that you're producing, you should definitely, you know, make a project with like beats sounding like that. Like it was definitely... A dope beat. It was very like uh, random newspaper ask, I have to say, um, but I but I love it. Um, and then so moving on to the next one. So choose before our time is up. Um, so I love the the beats on here, but the phone call at the beginning is that is that just is that a real phone call or is that like nah, with, that, with you? That phone call skip? wasn't really anything important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was that one was also a bit more of like me going off of a joke because um I always got asked like if I wanted to put like a phone call inside of my songs but I never really I never really wanted to go into the cliche of it because I always see a bunch of artists do it so I was like I don't really want to want to go into it but I was like you know what <laughs> this song just might be like a funny one to put a call on wouldn't it like you know because no one would expect me to do it so I just I shoved it in there real quick I listened to how it sounded like on the playback. I had to edit it a little bit to make it a bit clearer, I guess, and then also fit it onto the beat. And I just, I listened back and it was actually, it was cool to me. So I was like, you know, let's put it on. Uh, followed by that track, we got Glow Up Sound, which I remember seeing and it, you know, stood mm-hmm. out to me um, when you revealed the track list for the original album, not the deluxe version. I remember you, you gave us the track list before the album's release. Um, Glow Up Sound, to me, like, it kind of it kind of stands out to me as one of those more braggadocious songs, in a way. Yeah. Give me the background on that and how that came together. So I, I was originally going to put Glow Up Sound in the beginning with all the, the other, like, more upbeat songs. And I was like, I feel like that would be too much for the beginning, so I put it lower because it's not as crazy as the other ones that's on the top. 
but it kind like it kind of fit there. And then I started getting used to it because anytime I would listen back to it, um, because I believe Down Bad would always appear like before it, and then randomly it would just start playing anytime I had it on, or Globe Sound would just start playing anytime I had it on. So I had I felt like I had to put it there because it just sounded so good next to each other, and I just I just left it there because I liked it way too much. And followed up by Glow Up Sound, track 13 is Sight, my second favorite song on the album. Kind of kind of like duality a little bit with Shine Bright. I remember you telling me Sight was about uh, some relatives that you had. I believe you um you gave yeah. you told me that. Could you could you give me some background about the relatives it was uh, about specifically and like what you know what transpired for you know you to make a song about them? Uh, yeah, so Basically, it was about my uncle and my grandfather, and those are, like, two, like, really special people to me, because my grandfather, I didn't really get to know as well as, like, my older sibling, but he was a cop, like, a, like, in-prison cop, so he would always, he was always, like, really tough on all of us, and then my uncle, he's actually the person that taught me how to walk and how to talk, so I had to, like, get him, like, he's, like, a really big part of my life for that. And he had passed away from a heart attack. I believe both of them did. So, and I didn't get to like grow up to remember like every single detail about him, like my other older siblings as well. So, so I wanted to like incorporate something about them and just give them some kind of like big credit towards their lives and just like celebrate them a little bit. I made sight out of it. Yeah, man, it's one of your it's one of the more upbeat songs in a way, in a sense, but it's still got that you know chill vibe to it similar to the second half of the album which you kind of incorporated with this but this is my second favorite song on the project i really enjoyed it and yeah all right and then so the next song so take up my time uh so obviously we talked about that you know ace being your younger brother definitely you know the the story you talked about with your grandma playing all the time you know i think that alone people should just go stream the song a thousand mm. times you know, a million times so the last three songs so obviously we have smile and then no control but ali lottie uh definitely a standout <laughs> we had the... on the bonus <laughs> oh, uh, that, that one has a story <laughs> yeah. oh my god yeah we had we had to like like I'll let Anna London discuss the whole story about it, but like from from it being a SoundCloud release, but pretty much like he we had to literally force him to put it on the deluxe album yes. because I'll let him explain. I'll let him explain. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Ali Lottie, that I was I didn't think that it was good enough for streaming platforms at first. Like I just I just felt like it didn't have what I felt like it took. So I put it as a SoundCloud only, I believe, because Taj had also put out a song that he was like, he was like, he felt like it didn't fit like anything big either. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, I'm dropping too. <laughs> so we put up Ali Lottie and then he texted me when he listened to it. He was like, bro, what are you talking about? This song is awesome. I was like, you, you really think so? He's like, yes, drop this on streaming platforms now. So I set that up and then our other friends heard it and they also started saying the same things like why is this only on soundcloud this is, this is actually like way better than you're making it seem so then after all that um i believe like mid-summer or sometime around there there was like is ali Lottie gonna be on the album and i was like nah <laughs> i can't do that it's already out i don't want to i didn't want to like put old songs on it again on something new so it was like then i at least put it on deluxe and I was like, if I make one or like if I do one, yeah, and it was also put in the unreleased pack before this, but 
um, where I also put a song called Whip, which, because it was basically like two songs that I felt like wasn't too crazy. And yes, issue designed the cover. But yeah, I was trying, I was trying not to do it. And they just kept like, anytime music was brought up, they would always just bring up, put Alice Lottie on Deluxe or put it on something, especially before the album came out. And then it was actually a Twitter hashtag. (laughs) Yeah, they started hashtagging it. Like I was just so like resented to doing it until um i released it and they seen it wasn't there and then they started going even more and pushing me more to put it on the luck until i finally just like gave in i was like you know what let's let's just do it <laughs> you know it's there yeah thank thank god you put it on because it's like fire <laughs> as hell like yeah, yeah like, i actually had to redo it like, too you redid it yeah, yeah i had to because some parts wasn't in proportion with other parts so i had to like redo mm-hmm. the song okay yeah because the line i think it's head shoulders knees and toes my back hurts from carrying it <laughs> that line is so good like oh yeah and yeah is i guess is ali lottie i don't even know who that is is that a real girl is that the, that the broad song. on the cover on the it isn't yeah like when i when i play this song like this chick pops up oh, on spotify yeah. yes that's that is that's her. Not her yeah um that's <laughs> juice world that, oh, that was a juice yeah. girl. Oh, that song had just appeared for me, <laughs> or the the hook just appeared for me. And I was like, you know what? Why does this fit? Because I um for Pixels and Ali Lottie, which is Pixels is another song, but for both songs, I said something about a blonde girl, and like she was always the first one that came to mind because at the time, mostly for Pixels, that's when Juice had died. So I was like, pick like Ali Lottie was always the first blonde girl that would pop up in my head. Yeah, and that that's actually fitting. Because I was going to say, like, Smile, out of all the songs, I would say, like, that, like the hook especially is the most, like, Juice WRLD-esque, like, in my opinion. But, like, and the fact that, like, two songs later, even No Control to a certain, to a certain extent, I like that song. But then you have, like, Ali La, you, <laughs> that's so bad at the end. <laughs> that's perfect. Yeah, I had to put it as a bonus. <laughs> that's hilarious. But, yeah, so that concludes the album. But let's go over... You know, some of our favorite things about the album. So I'll, I'll start off. So I think definitely, you know, you know, we talked about this, the fact that there was different sounds, you know, different styles and and flows uh, on the album. The the, the fact that your, your ability to incorporate it and, you know, still have some, you know, uh, message, you know, dwell, um, you know, throughout the album is, you know, very impressive and, you know, every single song has like catchy one-liners, which is also also you know another thing that's important. You know, keeping having those one-liners to keep you know that listener in, and that's something that like is you know whether it be funny or you know just catchy in general. And then especially the beats, you know that you chose. You know the fact that you have your own beat on here, but all the beats, even though you know yeah some of them are the same producers, some of them are different, but they all. Even though you know some, you know maybe have a South Florida, Florida influence, some have like a Juice World influence. You know maybe they sound like a Playboy Cardi beat. They all kind of sound very coherent, and they flow throughout the album. And the melodies that you have over those beats are great as well. Um, but yeah, what about you, Issue? And also go into the album cover as well. 
for the original album cover. I didn't design that. Um, Anna Lunder did all the designing for the original um, album. But I pretty much, being that I uh, already designed the cover um, for the unreleased pack, which is a release by Anna Lunder with Ali Lottie and um, his song Whip. I asked him, hey, bro, can I um do your uh, deluxe cover art? Because at first he wasn't, um he was going to drop a deluxe and he decided I don't want to drop a deluxe. But then he said, yeah, I'll drop a deluxe. What I really wanted to do is just like kind of design a cover art that kind of resonated with my energy as well as, you know, connected to the original cover. Because they say art is very subjective and art can mean anything. From the original cover, like I really picked up, um, I really, you know, with the cover art, I really seen the, you know, his inner demons and um, the inner beast within him, within him and all his insecurities, you know, anxiety, which is a track on there, you know. Um, lost in love with dark skies and nightlights and you know the idea of being optimistic with shine bright so i kind of seen that within the album cover which is dope i kind of wanted for the deluxe to kind of bring him back to his human side with the deluxe version and you know with the deluxe version of the album he put tracks like uh, take up my time with ace and he put his own instrumental so i kind of that kind of to me it stood out as Okay, with the original album, we're seeing the we're seeing inside his head, we're seeing his insecurities, you know, his anxiety, his depression, his 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 way of coping with a breakup. Um, we see my way of coping with a breakup. We've seen the things that he struggles with on the original album. And with the deluxe, what I wanted to do was kind of show his human side. That's why you got the original um, picture of him inside of the white box showing that he's back um, and he's always been there. It's just that, you know, we all go through things and for him to, you know, experience it and come back, the deluxe version means that, you know, we can all get through it, which, you know, that's why this whole project is inspirational to me. His pen game is, is very, very great. Me, you know, me who, you know, happens to experience writer's block every now and then, um, seeing his pen game and his ability to write these songs at such a short amount of time, but for them to be so amazing, you know, it was just dope for me. And my favorite tracks on here are John Wick, Shine Bright, uh, Sight, of course, Ali Lottie, and Down Bad. And Cosmos is uh, definitely a slept on track on here as well with the intro. So, you know, nonetheless, I just, you know, wanted to give my whole, you know, idea on designing the dual cover but uh, deluxe edition cover because the original uh cover that i did kept getting messed up and it was supposed to be similar to the one i did again it was supposed to be um a regular picture of anna london the same pose as the deluxe cover but it's more white to yeah, show you know the, <laughs> yeah yeah it was yeah to show the yeah to show the opposite of the original dual cover with his you know insecurities and his demons and stuff but i decided to make the cover black again similar to the original version and I put him in this white box. It shows that he's, you know, he's okay. He has me to support him. He has, you know, everyone with basics of refusal with random newspaper and, you know, we're family. And yeah, I pretty much put Dwell in the box to kind of show the, you know, deluxe cover. And that was pretty much my whole, you know, idea on designing the deluxe cover. But yeah, that's pretty much, that's pretty much it for me. But uh, nonetheless, I enjoyed this album and shout out to you, bro. Thank you. Yeah, if I had to go my top five songs on the album, definitely Ali Lottie, Counting the Deluxe, Cosmos, Dark Skies and Night Lights, uh, Bean, and then a little Sum Sum, definitely. And Anxiety. And Anxiety, I'll throw Anxiety in there. But honestly, like, all these tracks, it's super consistent album, you know, love all the beats. I love that it's like, even though it's incorporating different styles, it's still... Uh, it still seems like a concept album, you know, at the same time, uh, which I love. But what, what issue, what are your top five songs? Oh, uh, 
Well, I'll say Shine Bright is Shine Bright is definitely number one. That song just hits home. Um, makes me emotional. Shine Bright, Sight, because that's just some turn up shit, and I really enjoyed that. Cosmos is beautiful as well. I love the intro to that. It feels like, you know, it's it's, it's like Kit Cudi in a way because it's that space and out of space theme, which I really love when artists, you know, connect to that because, you know, we've seen artists like Logic do that. So just when space is incorporated with music, it just goes together so well. So I'll say Cosmos, Shine Bright, uh, Sight, a uh, little something, something as well because Random Newspaper, shout out to him again, man. His production from months ago to, to see where he's at now is just dope. And he just went crazy on that. And Ali Lottie as well because that song is just, it's, 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 it's a banger. And it's probably his best song. It's his best song, in my opinion, as far as singles. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, this kind of concludes our review of Dwell. So. If you haven't already, go follow Enerlunda on Apple Music and Spotify, as well as SoundCloud, if you have that. Uh, give give his music a listen, and also give him a follow on Instagram and Twitter. But Enerlunda, I'll give it off to you. Any last thoughts uh, for your future fans? Oh, man. Uh, my next project, which is going to be the 313 project, I'm not, I'm not even going to say EP, because it's looking like it might have a few more songs than that. But... Um, yeah, that one's already starting to become like one of my favorite projects so far, and I'm hoping that it can actually like be even better than Dwell. I think it is already in a way because it's it's getting built off of more than just the the like Playboy Cardi Little Tech and Juice World sounding beats. So I'm trying to do like more genres inside of it, or more sounds, different, just anything different that I can think of, basically. So I'm hoping that it's a bit more enjoyed. Yeah, man, I just wanted to say thanks for, like, the fifth fifth time for um putting me on that project and, you know, having Basics of Refuse on it. And that was kind of our introduction as well to, you know, what's to come with our group as well as our solo music. Shout out to you for also being on my album, Plue Perfect, that will be releasing in 2021. Um, Your feature is dope. Um, I'm just happy to, you know, just happy to know you. And I cherish you, dude. Uh, keep grinding. I'm looking forward to this uh, 313 project. Hey, maybe we'll see me on there as, uh, again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the new music releases and keep doing what you're doing. Don't let anyone tell you, you know, that you're on the wrong path because you're on the right path. I'm seeing so much growth between all of us. And, you know, it's just amazing for us to be doing what we love in, you know, some rough times like now. Hey, guys. Thanks, Savant here. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Give us a follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as Google Podcasts, if you like what you hear. And also remember to follow us on social media. So you can follow me on Instagram at Stikesavant or at Noah Stikes, as well on Twitter at Stikesavant. And you can follow me, Issue, at on Instagram. Um, it's Issue underscore high on Twitter as well. And for my uh, podcast page, you can follow Issue Political Podcast on Instagram. And for Twitter, you can follow me at Issue Political Pod. Thanks, guys.